tonight we get Saul Lopez giving the word. We're going to welcome Saul up here. The first, I'm sure many. I believe that we're going to have people that preach from this little podium here. We're going to have around the world, we're going to have podcasts, we're going to have a worldwide influence. And so I'm pleased to introduce you to the world for the first time as our pastor, preacher, all that good stuff. So let's pray for him. Lord, thank you for Saul. Lord, the word that is in him, Lord, we just pray that you would call forth his giftings as uh, one who illuminates the word, one who illuminates wholeness, one who reveals the Father's heart. God, thank you that he tells all of our stories. Thank you, Lord, that you've given him your presence, your revelation. You've given him great giftings. Lord, we're ready to be rocked by him. We thank you for our brother and love him. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Give Saul a hand. So how's everybody doing tonight? Very good. So I was asked to talk about wholeness. Um, I'm going to speak to you today on my crazy, lovely, crazy, crazy journey of restoration. And uh, it basically breaks down like this. Uh, when I came to Christ, I was living the lukewarm Christian Christianity that I was still going to church on Sundays. That was about it. The rest of the week, I was out partying. I was out hanging out with my buddies, chasing women, and doing the workout thing. According, again, you guys heard my testimony a couple weeks ago. According to the world, I looked like a healthy young man. You know, I worked out. I ate good. I have a job. Um, everything was good. But inside, I was starting to really, really fall apart. And it came to the point where I started to look at myself in the mirror and I really did not like who I was becoming. The smile that I once had before was literally gone as the days passed by. Um, every time I looked in the mirror, I didn't recognize myself anymore. And I can remember the day after I came to Epic one night and I went home again, very heavy hearted. Like a lot of you guys that are sitting here today, I did a good job of hiding it, not realizing that we have a ton of prophets in here. I know that you guys are surprised when you hear prophet. We have a ton of people with discernment, and as soon as they walked by me, they felt my heaviness, which I look into the crowd out now, and I can tell you exactly who's hurting right now based on the hurt that you're trying to hide. So I'm kind of calling you out because I want you to be healed. This is all about wholeness and restoration. The longer that you keep denying that there's a problem, the longer it's going to take you to figure out how much God loves you. And so what I want to talk to you today about is some of the questions that I had to ask myself as I would go home, especially from Epic, and I would ask myself, what the, what, what's the problem? I see all these happy Christians. Why is everybody so happy and why am I so broken? Not realizing that everybody was just as broken as me. They just did a better job of hiding it. I was the only one that was up here crying sometimes. I remember sitting in prayer service, just completely losing it. I started to cry. And I'm like, why am I the only one crying? 
But then I figured out as I continued to walk this walk that we all do a very good job of hiding it. So here's question number one that I had to ask myself, and it should be up here, that I asked myself, and I would really encourage you to ask yourself the same question. Where is your love coming from? Where is your love coming from? Because most of us, I will tell you, our inner circle of love, we get it from our parents, our brothers, our sisters, coworkers, and friends. But what if your friends have never experienced true love that comes from God? You're only getting two-fourths of real love, and that love isn't real. Because the moment that they disappoint you, that's when it hurts the most. The moment that they say something that you don't want to hear or you have the expectation for them to give you the love that you've survived on for so long, and when that collapses, your identity will go right with it. And so I ask you, where is your love coming from? The only perfect love is the love that comes from our God. And if you haven't experienced that, I can only tell you when his grace hits you and his love invades your heart, you will get to your knees and you will bow down and you will cry because that is perfect love. You will feel like you've never felt before in the physical realm. I'm not just talking emotionally. I am saying physically, you will bow down because that's what our God does and that's how powerful he is. I don't know how many times I tried to go to the worldly sources for love only to come up short every single time, every single time. And I finally remember hearing our Lord's voice very clearly one day as I was sitting in my room, again, trying to figure out what was going on. And I said, I don't know what the problem is. I'm doing what the world is asking me to do. I don't know what the, why, what's wrong. And I remember hearing his voice say very clearly, are you done going around the mountain? And I was like, what? That was so loud. I know that wasn't me. He said, are you done going around the same mountain? And I said, Lord, is that you? And he said, yes. He said, you keep doing the same old thing, but expecting different results. I kept doing the same old thing time after time. And then six months later, a year later, I was brokenhearted again. Because although I knew this God, I wasn't pursuing him first to allow him to fill me with love. As a result, I was trying to get love for my relationship, love for my work, love for my friends, but really I wasn't allowing him to fill me, which is why it always came up short. And I wanna to read to you guys from uh, Corinthians 13, four through seven, and this is the English Standard Version. This is what perfect love is. Love is patient, love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoings, but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. That's real love. When you experience this love, when you feel God's love, you immediately get filled so full with his love that you can't help but give it away. You cannot help but have God's love and wake up every morning saying, who can I bless today? Because he's so powerful, he's gonna fill you with love that every opportunity that you run into somebody, 
God is speaking to you on how to love them. And that's the Holy Spirit. That's God's true love. Yes, it's gonna help you out, but in return, it's so powerful and so strong that all you have to do is look at somebody and they will see the power of love coming out of you, which is God. I don't know how many times you walk by somebody and you just feel depressed, you feel rejected, but when you walk by somebody that's full of God's love, you just wanna go towards them. You just wanna say, what do you have? Why are you so happy? Why do you have those glowing eyes? Why are you so loving? And so I would really encourage you, look at the relationships you have in your life right now. Look at them. Who is more important? Because our God says, love me above anything else. Love me above anything else. But in our society today, we are told, get your love from your wife, get your love from your boyfriend, get your love from your girlfriend, your job, your whatever, whatever you have in your life that's consuming your life, if our Lord isn't the number one, everything's gonna come up short every single time. Every single time. I'm sorry to tell you, but your husband's not gonna do it for you. Your wife's not gonna do it for you. Your amazing house isn't gonna do it for you. Your amazing Subaru isn't gonna do it for you. Wherever Sean is. He just got a brand new Subaru. But in all seriousness, guys, the moment God told me, when you're done going around the mountain, I'm ready to love you. And that was the first time that I got on my knees and I said, Lord, I'm done living for myself. I am so done, I am so broken. I know that there's more to life than just going to work, having a pretty girlfriend, going to the gym, but yet coming home and wanting to die, literally. It was just constant emptiness and I still remember the, the day that he literally, I, I talked about it a little bit in my testimony, got on my knees and I said, Lord, I'm just ready, to, I, I'm done. I've heard of your power, I know your love is out there, I believe just please help me to get rid of this. And he invaded me. He didn't wait one second. He invaded me. And I, I, I used the example that I was on my knees and I felt his presence hit me. And I immediately started to throw up, not, not physically, in the spirit realm. And I could feel every single spirit that was leaving me. The spirit of lust, the spirit of loneliness, the spirit of depression. If you don't believe me, go home and try it. If you don't believe me, go home and try it. If you haven't tried this, just go see what happens, because our Lord literally is waiting to invade every single one of you if you just ask and accept. And if you, more than important, more, more than anything else, if you just allow him to, if you just allow him to, it'll happen. So this brings me to my next question I had to ask myself, if we could put it up on there. When is the last time that you surrendered your life to God? So many of us come to, you know, epic services, capital Christian services, wherever you go, but I ask you this question, are you getting on your knees daily, literally getting on your knees, shutting off the world, shutting off the phones, the iPads, the television, whatever the distraction is, and are you giving our Lord your time and saying, Lord, please invade every part of me, my body, my soul, my thinking, because if you think it's gonna just take one time for you to get on your knees and everything's good and mighty, then Satan's already fooled you. This is an everyday dying 
to yourself daily. Daily. Get on your knees if you really want this. If you don't even want this, I'm sorry. You're not going to hear a message that you're going to like. I'm here to tell you practical ways that I used in my life to be restored. You guys heard my testimony? If I didn't tell you guys that, you guys would have never known that about me because he's restored me. I allowed him to restore me. You have to allow. So one of the things that I always like to do, one of my favorite things to do is go in my room, lock that door, turn off the TV, turn off everything that's going to distract me. Like I said, I just simply get on my knees. I say a prayer. I immediately say, Lord, I'm ready for you to invade every part of me right now. And he does every single time. There isn't a day, there isn't a time that his presence does not come in. But I've talked to many people here and outside of this community that say, you know what? I don't remember the last time I've done that. And they've been Christians for 10, 12, 15 years. And they said, I don't remember the last time I got on my knees and said, Lord, I need you to invade me. Invade every part of me. Again, if you're the person that is wondering why you're carrying around that pain, you're carrying around the hurt, you're carrying around the shame, it's because you need to allow him to do this. We've heard this many times. This will not happen because he has given us free will. He's not going to force you to drop to your knees. He's not going to force you to say, Lord, I give you permission to invade me. So if you think that you can listen to a song and you think that you know a verse and you think that you read a Bible and you're saved, well, again, I'm going to tell you, Satan has already lied to you and you're believing that lie. So dying to ourselves daily, what does that do? In Galatians 2, verse 19 through 20, if we could put that up, please. It says, so I died to the law and I stopped trying to meet all its requirements so that I might live for God. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in these, the earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved, who loved me and gave himself to me. That's what it looks like. Get on your knees. What does that really look like? Again, emphasizing, please get on your knees if you really want this. If you want the restoration, get on your... We read this all the time, but this is what it looks like. God's not asking you to go build a church. He's not asking you to go save a thousand people. The only person that you need to prove it to is yourself. The only person you need to prove anything is to yourself. What, this is what it looks practically. It's not, it's not anything crazy, guys. For those of you who like it simple, it's that simple. Get on your knees. I'm going to keep saying it because there's power and just receiving that. The next thing I'd like to talk to you about, which is probably the most important out of this whole thing. The other question I had to ask myself, if we could put that one up. How often do you laugh, cry, and sing to our Lord while being in the word? Our God is a God of relationship. If we just come and sing at Epic and worship, if we just go to church, what happens to God the rest of the week? Are you singing with him in your own home, behind closed doors? Are you having a relationship with him? Are you holding his hand when you feel alone? Are you allowing him into your bed when you feel lonely? 
Are you riding with him as you drive in your car and you're singing? That's the kind of relationship our Lord wants. When you're in your room or you're at home and you feel lonely, are you talking to him because he's right there? Or are you turning to what makes you feel better? Whatever addiction that you have, addictions, we can talk about them all day long. Are you literally every day inviting our Lord into your home, into your life? One of the best things, and I love to do this with God, is while I'm riding alone in the car, I have one hand on the steering wheel and I have the other hand, my other hand holding him. And we're singing together. We're singing and I'm talking to him, hey, what do you think about that sunset today? You created it, tell me how you created it. Be relational with him. He's such a loving God. He's showing you beauty all the time, but all we want to worry about is what's right in front of us and the things that we've created like this, like this micro. But God, if you just look, if you just look at the beauty, go sit underneath a tree, lay in the shade, relax. He says, be patient, come to me, shut down the world, be still and know that I am God. When's the last time that you went out to the park and had lunch with God? Because when you do those things, I'm one of the crazy guys that does the treasure hunts. He says, hey, now that you're here, why don't you go bless that person that's over there that's broken? Yes. I'm like, oh yeah, let me forget about me now. Let me go bless somebody. Because that's how God is, guys. He not only fixes you in the moment, he talks to you, but then he says, hey, I'm ready for you to now go bless that person because that, that person's gonna go bless the next person and the next person. And our God's love spreads that way. It, that's how it goes. When you just think of one person at a time. And I also want you to think about this. One of the biggest lies I believed in the beginning was my problems are not, they're not big enough for God. I, like I am not starving. I am not living in Africa, like literally getting shot. But what I want you to know is I want you to think as yourself as the only person in the universe. And he's literally saying, I'm here for you, just you. Because I'm big enough, I can take care of all them at the same time. But I'm here for you right now. What do you need from me? What's hurting you? What addiction do you have? What is it that you've been trying to give up that you can't? because now I'm ready for you to give it to me. When I learned that, when I said, God, I've been trying to let go of this thing for years. This is where I'm gonna need you. He literally responded that moment. And then the next day, the problem I had dealing with that was gone. And then it went from a day to two days to three days and it went from weeks to months. That's how he works because he wants you to know you are the only person he cares about. You are. Don't worry about the person next to you. Until he fills you and until he heals you, he wants to worry only about you. Then when you're ready and you're restored, you'll be able to go spread his love, but he wants to work on you first. He wants to work on you. And then the next time that that challenge comes up, you'll be able to just walk in love and say, you know what, God, I'm, I'm really angry at this person, but instead of cursing them, I'm just gonna pray for him right now. I'm just gonna pray. Even though my flesh wants to tell him everything in the book, because I know how you've loved me and you've treated me and you haven't judged me, I wanna pray for this person right now. And for those of you who don't understand or don't believe in the power of prayer, come get prayer today.
and see what happens. Come get prayer. Come get prayer, guys. There are so many times where people either text or call, and, my, and I've experienced this where I've texted and I've called somebody, and I say, hey, I need prayer for this. 20, 30 minutes later, the text comes back. You're not going to believe what just happened. And I always say, yes, I do believe. Yes, I do believe because I've seen it in my life, not once, not twice, every single time that a prayer is put out, there's angels that are waiting to work. There are angels around us right now to destroy whatever it is that you can't deal with. I need you guys to understand something. In the spiritual realm, some of us can see into that spiritual realm. Every single person in here has a guardian angel whether you want to believe it or not. He's waiting for you to say the prayer. He is literally standing with the sword right here, waiting to destroy. And I am telling you, a lot of our angels are bored. <laughs> They're just standing there. They're saying, hey, you have this power, you've been given this authority, but you have to put that prayer out. Speak over yourself. Speak over yourself. And this is my next point. The other thing I want you guys to realize, if you want to be a giant, oh, sorry guys, I skipped one page. My iPad's not working today. I mean, iPaper. Here's my next uh, point. Do you see yourself as beautifully as God sees you? Do you see yourself as beautifully as God sees you? So many times I see such a beautiful person inside and out and they come up to me or they talk to me and I see nothing but brokenness. I see nothing but lies and they are some of the most beautiful people I've ran into but they don't even see themselves as a son or a daughter of Christ. All they see is the lies that they've been told from the moment they were little that included me. All they see is the person that took advantage of them. All they see is what they're not good enough in. So when you start hanging around giants like Eric, Waterbury, he immediately comes and says, hey, I need to talk to you. You're like, what's the deal with this guy? And then you're going to start hearing some of the most beautiful things. I've had the privilege and the blessing to see people grow in front of me when you just speak the truth into them. When I see somebody who doesn't believe in themselves and I say, that's not how God sees you. All I see is a gigantic heart waiting to explode and bless others. All I see is a mother to many nations. All I see is you waiting to heal somebody. And I can tell you from personal experience, all I see is love when you don't see it in yourself. So I ask you to do this. Go in the mirror. Ask yourself, ask the Holy Spirit, how do you see me? And if it's condemnation that you feel, you know where that's coming from. If it's shame that you feel, you know where that's coming from. Because our Father talks to us like this. He says, son, you are the most beautiful person on earth. 
You have the most beautiful heart on earth because it belongs to me. A piece of that came from me. And he says, look at yourself again. The next time you look, says, look at yourself. What do you see? I see Jesus. I see Jesus. You even look at yourself and you start looking more beautifully because you start seeing yourself how God intended you to see yourself. The next time you look again, you're going to notice, man, I'm looking a little bit more handsome today. <laughs> Literally, he restores the spirit, soul, and body. But you have to go and ask yourself, how does God see me? And if it doesn't align with this, this little Bible, then you know it's a lie. Whatever you want to ask and whatever you want to confide in our Lord, the answer is right here. The answer is right here. So this is the next question I ask you. How much time are you really spending in the word? I, I, I'm sorry, guys, but nothing's going to change if you do not get in the word. How much time are you spending on your downtime giving this attention? Because this word is alive. And I'm going to tell you right now, you've heard it before, and I'm going to say it again. If you're reading this word, you will not be the same person. If you are reading that word, God's not waiting to fix and change everything. Six months, a month from here, he's going to do it in days. We're literally talking days. And if you haven't felt that, again, go try it. This is, these are all things you can try. Go home. Tell them what your biggest concern is. Tell them what your biggest worry is. And then get into the word and you're going to see. One of the things I love to do, guys, is I just say, hey, Holy Spirit, how do you want to speak to me today? How do you want to speak to me, Lord? Every single time he tells me, go read Galatians, go read John. And as soon as I open up that book, it's like those verses are in neon signs popping out at me. Because he does want to speak to you. He does want to talk to you. But it's going to take for you to get into that word. How do you ever know if what somebody's telling you is accurate? If you don't know what the word says. How do you know that somebody that's giving you word of knowledge or prophetic visions are what's happening in the Bible? How do you know that? If you're just relying on other information all the time, how can you reference anything? Why not just go yourself? If you don't have one, we have some for you. That's it. It's not, it's not anything fancy. You know, Eric asked me to talk about this, and I said, Eric, I'm not doing anything fancy. I just get on my knees, ask him to invade me. I give him my time. I tell him, these are the things that I can't deal with. I've tried to deal with them. I need you, God. He comes in right away. I speak to him every day. Nothing fancy, guys, nothing fancy. He just wants your time, your relationship. Yes. So I want to go back to the giant thing. So many of us hang out with the crowd that are a lot like us. But I want you to examine the friends that you hang out with and the people you associate with. Are they helping you grow? Are they telling you things you may not want to hear? Or are they just saying, ah, it's all right, you'll get over it? No. Who are you hanging around with? Because those are the, the people that are going to speak to you with love, with the truth, and they're going to tell you, yeah, listen, I kind of see what you're doing. I'm going to tell you what I think about it according to the word. And if you want to grow, you're going to listen. 
But if you want to stay stuck, go ahead and go back to that crowd. Because you hang around giants, you become them. So many times I would come in and hear a powerful message and then go back to my partying and drinking. I was with the same crowd. I became what they were. I became what they thought. But the moment I started hanging around giants and saying, they told me the truth about God and what they saw about me, I started to become what I believed. So I ask you, really examine who you choose to confide in, who you choose to go with when you're crying, when you're upset, who you choose to go have fun with, because those are the people that are going to lift you up and tell you the truth, whether it's according to the world standard or the world or the word standards. But if you're seriously ready for God to use you, because I see all these faces and I see nothing but a group of people waiting to go love the world. Every single one of you has the same power. It's are you willing to believe that? Are you willing? I see so many faces and I'm like, oh, I see a prophet. I see a preacher. I see somebody who has a gift of healing. But are you willing to believe that? And it's not anything based on what you do. Again, in Jesus Christ's name. Just say it, believe it, and it's done. That's it. In his name, anything is possible. So the last thing I want to end with, guys, is this. This book is uh, by Jack Frost, author of Spiritual Slavery to Spiritual Sonship Rights. Don't keep on living as an orphan in constant frustration, agitation, and fear, no love, no trust, no home, and no influence. What would your life be like if you had no fear? It would be like the life of Jesus, of whom the Father said, this is my beloved son and who I am well pleased. It would be like the life of Jesus if you just allowed him to heal you. This is powerful, guys. No fear. You break off the fear. You break off not being able to trust. You break off not feeling like you have a home. You break off like you have no influence on anybody. That was Jesus. He didn't care what anybody thought of him. He just said, I'm going to do what I saw my father do. I'm here to serve. I have no fear. And I think the one thing that stops our society in general is the constant struggle of trying to keep up with the next person next to us. Is the constant struggle of being afraid what people think. Is the constant struggle of feeling like we don't have a home. Is the constant struggle of feeling like I'm just not accepted. When our Lord says the complete opposite. He says you have a home, you have love, you have healing, you have power. Every single one of you has the authority to change the atmosphere around you. Every single one of you has the authority to destroy the works of the enemy. His teeth have already been knocked out. 
He has no authority over you. What is he going to do? Suck you, suck you to death? <laughs> Guys, he's been robbed of all his power. How much longer are you going to be tied up in something where the knot has already been broken? We walk around like this as if we're tied up, but there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Put your hands out and bless somebody. Put your hands out and speak in Jesus' name. Go put your hands on, on somebody and heal them. And if you don't believe the power of using Jesus' name, I recommend for every single one of you, we come up here, we do prayer service every night for people who want prayer, and there's so many people that do not come up. I don't think you realize what you're delaying. I don't know how many people I see broken in their chairs, refusing to come up and get prayer from these giants that are up here. Ask yourself this question. Do you want to start the healing process? Because staying at your seat isn't going to do it. Denying that you're broken isn't going to do it. Pretending that your heart isn't heavy isn't going to do it. Pretending like you don't have an alcoholism problem isn't going to do it. So you go up there, and if you're ready, you tell that person that's praying for you, I have no control over this. I need you to pray for me because I believe in God. I believe in his power. I don't believe in mine anymore, but I believe in his power. That's right. Please come get prayer. I encourage you, please step out. Please stop hurting. Please ask for prayer. Please ask for somebody to just let that power be rocked into you and be filled into you. If you don't believe, again, the Bible says test, test, test Jesus. Test, test his word. And for those of you who are struggling, I guarantee you, when you leave here, God's going to step into your life. The moment you leave this parking lot, what you were going to go do, you won't go do anymore. The person you were going to go see, you're not going to go see them anymore. The addictions that you have behind closed doors, you're not going to do it anymore because the voice is going to become so loud and he's going to say, I love you. I love you. I love you. Got to see my little... So guys, I just want to end with uh, praying over you. And I just want to declare. I just want to declare some things. I just want to declare because so many times we ask God to do things when he's already done them. So many times we ask him to come into this building when he's already been here. He says, I've already prepared the party Come let them know to come through my doors. We don't invite him anywhere. He invites us. Everywhere that you go, he's already there. Everywhere that you try to say, God, I need you to come. No, no, no. You're coming into his kingdom. Give him the respect that he deserves. And you say, Lord, I know you're here. I know that you've already won this battle. I know that this is done. Declare it. Declare it. Declare it. Just say, I declare in the name of Jesus. This is already done. And if it doesn't happen in the moment, wait a couple hours. If you're waiting for that financial breakthrough to come, go check in the mail. 
because you might be pleasantly surprised. There's a check waiting for you. You don't know where from. If your knee's broken, your shoulders, pray over yourself. You have the same power. In the name of Jesus, I declare this is healed. In the name of Jesus, I declare whatever you want to be done, it's done. I break off all the lies, they're done. I break off all the shame, it's done. I break off all the physical, all the emotional, it's done. Just say it, declare it. So let's just end with the prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you've been here. We thank you that your spirit is more real than our physical realm. And that when we believe and we put that prayer out, that you use our bodies and our souls to manifest that in the physical realm. So I just declare unity. I declare that I see sons and daughters. I declare that the restoration between marriages, the restoration between relationships is already done. I declare that healings in the physical body are already done. I just declare that those who have been afraid to step and ask for help are already doing it. I just declare that your mighty Holy Spirit is flooding us right now. I just declare that you see the beauty and that we see the beauty that won't allow us to see those things. I just declare that those things are broken already. And I declare, Lord, that your voice is so loud that you rock us, that you shake us, and that it makes us stop in the middle of our walk, in the middle of our conversation, that we have no doubt that it is your voice. And for anybody who guesses and who wonders why God isn't speaking to me, I just declare that that lie is broken right now by the blood of Jesus. And I just declare that your mighty spirit that lives in every single person in here spill into their body and into their soul. Lord, we just declare that the body of Christ is ready to show an authentic walk, is ready and has shown what Jesus looks like in our modern day. And more than anything, Lord, I just declare your love, fill and invade every single person right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I just pour this blessing upon my brothers and sisters, amen.